everyone. Welcome to segment two of On the uh, Barricades, a special episode uh, where, uh, uh, where where the barricade uh, crosses over with uh, me. I'm Yuri Smalder, the host of One Plus One, your place for inconvenient truth-telling and myth-busting. And we're uh, talking about uh, feminism, and uh, we're, we're later going to be talking about media ethics, but we're talking about feminism and how that, as well as the broader left, can, you know, can, you know, can advance in uh, Romania and the entire uh, region. Now, Maria, before you respond to 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 uh, you know my you know questions or, or or whatever remarks I made in the last segment, you know I was saying that you know when you know that the kind of feminism and left that needs to happen in Romania as well as Eastern uh, Europe, a new a new left because you know it can't. Um, you know, it can't. You know, uh, you know, it, it can't be. You know, what it was before during the uh, communist mm-hmm. period during the Cold War. Maybe elements of it can be revived if people want to call it neo-Marxism, neo-Sovietism. Maybe, but I. Uh, no, but 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 you know, the reason why I mentioned that that what needs to happen in uh, Romania and Eastern Europe when it comes to feminism, as well as the broader left, because you know, because for me. It's all inter, you know, connected. All of these, uh, you know, all of these issues is that you know the Chinese, you know, they call their system socialism with Chinese characteristics, and I think the kinds of yeah, and I, and I think that's what needs to happen in uh, you, you know in Romania and much of Eastern uh, Europe. Boyan has, uh, you know, I was watching, uh, you know, an interview that Boyan, you know, gave to uh, to uh, to uh, to to uh, uh, comrade Mikel. Yeah, uh, you've been on this program, Rebirth of. Uh, of uh, communism, and uh, you know, boy, you know, Boyan was saying, "Oh, Maria, you still there?" Yes. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> yes, and um, and Boyan was saying to uh, to to the host of Rebirth Communism that in Eastern Europe, the left needs to stop mimicking the Western left. They need to stop this. This self hatred they've been taught to have with everything when it comes to Eastern Europe's mm-hmm, communist mm-hmm. period, and of course, Boyan was you know Boyan uh, you know we both know him personally. He, he's not at all minimizing some of the uh, human rights abuses and some of the dark shit that did happen in certain communist countries or you know, the Soviet Union and so forth. But what Boyan was trying to say is that, look, this is a part of our history. And as leftists, we, and as leftists who want to, to, uh, to get power and end the right wing terror that's been unleashed on Eastern Europe since, you know, the end of the cold war is we need to, you know, is that, you know, the kind of, the kind of distinct culture you know, culture and, and the kind of law that needs to happen needs to be in the context of Bulgaria, former Yugoslavia, Romania, and stuff like that. And uh, so, and and I I actually do agree with him. Of course, me and Boyan we have our disagreements when it comes to you know if about identity politics and class being you know re, you know reconciled. But what I would say is that you know it's kind of like you know you know the Middle East, North Africa. The entire continent of Africa, really, you know, the uh, you know the feminism, you know, the feminism of you know the Middle East, which is uh, you know you know which is you know secularism and so forth. That does not mean, though, that uh, you know women who wear you know 
you know, women who wear the head scarves, people who still go to mosques and stuff like that. That doesn't mean that, you know, that they become, you know, ultra atheists and ultra secularists and ultra liberal people like our wonderful, you know, Americans with, <laughs> which, uh, you know, it's extreme on both sides. The liberalism in the U.S. and the U.K. and Australia can be very extreme and it can be also very bigoted, the liberalism uh there, uh, you know, France with their banning of the headscarves and banning of like, you know, Islamic, you know, uh, bathing suits for women. That's just ridiculous. The feminism that's going to exist in a place like uh, Iraq, as it currently is in places like Syria, once upon a time, Libya, Afghanistan before the counter revolution and before the U.S. and its allies exported you know, the Mujahideen and back to the most reactionary forces in Afghanistan, their kind of feminism was basically, you know, their kind of feminism was basically equal rights for women, women allowed to work in the workplace, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, support for them when they want to raise a family. But, uh, but, but yeah, but they're, you know, free to be, you know, re, you know, free to be a Muslim, free to be a Christian, free to be, to be, to be none of the uh, above. And it, and it just seems to me as if in, in, Eastern Europe, the kind of leftism, the kind of feminism that needs to develop needs to be, yeah, it needs to be feminism with Romanian characteristics. It needs to be uh, 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 even queer liberation. Uh, it, it needs to be, I, um, to be that. In a, I think I have to push back a little bit on that. I have to be honest with you because I am trying to be very cooperative and very rational in everything that I say. But I am on the gender critical side and I am a radical feminist and I became one uh, over the years and I became one by reading a lot, both on the queer, you know, um, feminism and on gender critical feminism. Um, and it doesn't mean that uh, I accept people calling me names like Swerve, Turf and other, um, you know, derogatory, I would say, terms. And uh, I have to tell you that if I were to give you a simple solution to what you're saying, I think it's very easy. And I told you that it hasn't have to be top down. It has to be bottom up. And in order to have a feminist movement that is bottom up, you have to go to actual women, poor women, destitute women and talk to them. I think this is what miss in Romania. The fact that Boyan is saying that we are mimicking the West is perfectly true. And, um, it was true in Romania, but I told you that unlike, for instance, Poland, who had access to abortions and who that's, hasn't that, experienced... That said, when it comes to mimicking the West, we mean like the worst aspects of the West. Yes, exactly. And, and let me tell you that they haven't experienced the type of tragedy that we experienced in Romania. And it's very important for viewers, especially for the ones outside, you know, Eastern Europe, if they are watching, that a lot of women in the Soviet uh, bloc experienced actually a, a better life because they had access to abortions, because they were encouraged to join the labor force, because there was a law on equal pay, because um, everything was, you know, built on this idea of equity and equality between men and women. So this was fantastic. These are things that in the West, 
they can not even wrap their heads around it and they think they are progressives while in fact we have that in in other part other parts of the former eastern uh, bloc countries um and but I told you in Romania it was a special situation due to Ceausescu and his uh, totalitarian rule. And uh, the, the thing here is that I do not want to send sound, you know, like I am uh, trying to erase everything that was done during that era because a lot of things were done and a lot of things that I told you were good for people in general and especially ones at the bottom. But coming back, uh, a lot of uh, uh, women in the Eastern European bloc had a better life. And it's unfortunate now coming back to my idea that you have to talk to women to find these things and you have to put on the agenda their grievances, not to come, you know, from like an enlightened elite and start lecturing people and telling them what to do, because guess what? They are going to be very aggressive to you you are telling about something you know not enough middle fingers something like that is going to happen to you when you start treating <laughs> them you know disrespectfully and telling them what they have to do and instead you have to listen to them and it's unfortunate that we had a, a, a researcher coming from the united states that wrote a wonderful book why women had better sex under socialism. And she discussed <laughs> with a lot of women in Eastern Europe and Germany. And guess what? The, with the exception of Romania and Albania that banned abortions and transformed those countries into living hells for, Roman, for Romanian women in terms of their sexuality, a lot of women in the East had a much better sexual life in terms, you know, of their relations, in terms of satisfaction and everything else, than their counterparts in the West. While you had a culture that was infused already with pornography and was, you know, praising itself at being the, at the forefront of sexual liberation. But it was sexual liberation for whom? Because, Yuri, when you set free the little fish, you also set free the sharks. When you preach sexual liberation for everybody, you assume that everybody goes there as an equal. And unfortunately, when it comes to sexuality, men and women are not equal. And going somewhere with a stranger, you being the weaker, you know, human being might have, you know, very negative consequences for you. And this has to be taken into account because this preaching of sexual liberation for everybody meant a lot of suffering for women, for the little fish. You know, I don't know if you ever thought about it, but liberation for whom? Because if you preach sexual liberation for human beings that are not equal, you are going to end up in the situation where the most powerful are going to be advantaged. You know, equality, you no, would need equity and not equality in this situation. Because as I told you, when you want to liberate the little fish, you also liberate the sharks, you know, and you have to keep that in mind. And it's actually explored recently in some books. 
I do not fully agree with the solution that they put forward. I think their solutions are very conservative, but their analysis is very sound and rational. Sexual revolution in the West for women was not as glamorous as you might think. And actually, women in the East had better sex under socialism, believe it or not. And it was due to economic independence and not, you know, the fact that you lived in a society preaching liberation and leaving you in a vulnerable economic uh, situation. But I think the reason why women had, in fact, better uh, sex lives under socialism was the fact that they truly had bodily autonomy in the sense that they were economically free, economically stable. They performed jobs that were respected in the society. They had access to abortion. So of course, they had better lives because their counterparts in the West, let me tell you that Great Britain abolished a law allowing business owners to fire women if they got married, not pregnant, married in 1965. Whereas in Romania we had, and in socialist states, we had from 1950, you know, laws. So 15 years prior. And when I had you in Mogajatsa, Kubacheska Figets of cross border talks and sometimes a contributor to the barricade from Poland, she said to me that, you know, that Poland had, you know, full abortion laws already in the 50s. And it was people from Nordic countries. The classical social democratic, this is the model the, the entire left should emulate. They would come to supposedly backwards, uh, once upon a time fascist Poland for their, you know, abortion. And of course, yes, and of course, and, and of course this is very important to note that bodily yeah. autonomy is not to be economically vulnerable in a porn inflict in a porn infused culture this is the recipe for disaster for you <laughs> but it is you know the recipe for success and to have bodily autonomy means that you are economically stable in a society that allows access to reproductive rights. And of course, I think one of the main sources why women had better intimacy and better, you know, uh, uh, sex under socialism, as this researcher points out, I hope I'm not misspelling her name because I mean, I'm going to talk uh, more about her, but I think the main reason is this, that I don't know if you know, Yuri, but um, in STEM, that is the so-called hard science. At the level of European Union, Romania and Bulgaria have the highest percentage of women in these fields. And most researchers attribute this high percentage to socialism and to the fact that women were encouraged to join the labor force and to become engineers and to become researchers. I tell you, when I see people, uh, uh, you know, discussing in the West that maybe girls are not good at math and maybe girls are not good at whatever, you know, science, I'm in shock because I lived in a culture where these questions were not even asked. Can you believe that? And that was a truly progressive element in our societies that we may, you know, go back to and learn from. So solutions, right? 
go to women, discuss to them directly and see what their grievances are. Do not assume that you know better. Discuss to the most, you know, disadvantaged because as a side note, I have to tell you that I am very disappointed with the left discussing with sex workers that are successful and happy and rich and all the rest. The left should discuss mostly to people who are disadvantaged. And I would say that is the great majority in all, you know, areas of human activity. Then the, the other thing, go back to the socialist tradition of socialist countries in Romania and see what they did good for women. So this is a way to yeah. advance a feminist movement that goes around all these questions that I think are very specific to the United States and I think are very alien to Romania, are, are alien in a way that <laughs> I will make a confession, I will give you the opportunity to laugh at me. The first time some people said to me that I spend, you know, and I give too much credit to Boyan, who is a cisgender white man, but they haven't told me that directly. They told me, you are encouraging the white man. And I was, who is the white man? What are you talking about? He's my friend. <laughs> we, this type of labeling and this type of lenses are so alien to our societies that I can't even begin to explain you. And I am, I, I told you that I read critical race theory. I read Judith Butler. And then when they said about me that I am somehow encouraging the so-called white men, I was, what? what? What are you talking about? You know, I was not making the connection. So it, it, it was hard for me. You should understand how alien all this labeling and this queer lens are to our society and how counterproductive it would be to go to people to tell them that they are regressive, that they are stupid, that they are conservative, that they should not go to church, that they should not do that. They should listen to you because you are the superior moral instance and they should obey you, what you're saying and all the rest. And this is not going to work, man. This is not going to work. You have to go to people and, and see what, what their grievances are, what the problems are, and see how through a Marxist lens you can come up with a, with a solution for them and then go back to the socialist tradition and find out what they did good for women and try to do it again. Not banning of abortions, of course, but free daycare, childcare, maternity leave, and all the economic support women enjoyed during those times. So I hope I gave you a solution. I don't think it's the best solution. And there is another one that regards the academics. The academics. Of course, they should stop engaging in this horrible fight Trans, anti-trans, identity. We should research the Romanian society and see what the problems of Romanian women are. We haven't researched. I mean, how is it possible? I'm sorry that I'm, I'm, I'm so frustrated. How is it possible to have only one PhD thesis written about the horrors of back alley abortions in Romania? And that one was published in France. I mean, we will come up and the situation will be that the victims of that 
totalitarian pro-nativist, uh, you know, natalist uh, project will die. And then we will not have enough people to tell us and, and to, 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 to base our research on, on, on their testimonies. We will not have people to, to, you know, to ask. And this is such a shame. And this is what we should do. We have our traumas. We have to take care of that. Uh, we have to see what are the problems of Romanian women and how we should research and deal with the, the, the social trauma that banning abortions meant for us. So I answered your question. Do you think my project is viable? Um, well, there's lot, lot, well there, 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 there's lots of stuff to respond to. And of course, I can't respond to all of them because we have, because we have, because, because there are other, you know, things that, you know, that, you know, that I want to talk to you about. But I think, I think more or less what you're talking about is, is again, it goes back to my suggestion that whatever left, whatever feminist left needs to develop in Romania and, and in Eastern Europe is, is one with, you know, like the Chinese have socialism and communism characteristics. It sounds like you're envisioning, yeah, you know, socialism with Romanian uh, characteristics. And it's, and it's very non Ceausescu. So, yeah. But, and but I would just Catherine Godsey, the name of the researcher I talked about. So why women have better sex under socialism? This is the title of her book. And other arguments for economic independence. This is the book that she wrote. Just to make sure, because I wanted to search her name not to butcher the pronunciation and everything else. So please go ahead. Yeah. No, I think it's just I, I I think of course the problem. This is the problem. This this is the problem. By the way, not just that the left has. This seems to be a you know a phenomenon of uh, <laughs> you know of uh, humanity. If you want to, if you you know you know of the species is is just this 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 inability though to even have a dialogue on how we uh, you know on how we move. Uh, Forward. So, for example, uh, you know, there's, you know, there was, you know, there was always the problem on the left that when the workers' movement advanced, there was still sexism. When the workers, uh, you know, when workers' rights advanced, there still is the racism and the people of color who get excluded from, you know, the progressive era, the New Deal era, and, and you know, and so forth like that. And, uh, you know, whatever fragile gains get made, unless you change, you know, the minds of, you know, of a bigoted person or you decolonize people's mind, we're always going to have this vicious cycle and these ridiculous, and these ridiculous, you know, toxic debates of identity politics versus the class struggle, which I don't, I personally don't think it should even be, it should even be that it should, it, it, you know, we should be able to kill two evils with one stone, you know, and, uh. <laughs> but but again going but again going forward i think what you envisioned but uh but people have to take it into account is that you're just basically you know you're basically laying out so you know new socialism with you know romanian characteristics and i who am i to, who, who who am i to be in the way of that coming you know coming from the west coming from you know uh Afro-European background, and I want to move to, you know, Canada, not to, uh, 
<laughs> you know, because 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 you know, you know the there is such thing as liberal bigotry. So, you know, the Quebec feminist left, the French feminist left are very bigoted towards Muslim uh, uh, women. They all just keep recycling stereotypes that to be a devout Muslim woman, you must still you, you must lionize Ayatollah Khomeini or you're one step close from, be, from, from from installing the Taliban and stuff like that. And that's liberal bigotry. You don't they don't they don't they don't treat they even even the most big uh, even the most outspoken atheist doesn't treat a devout Christian or a devout Jew the way uh, Muslim men and women are uh, treated. And I think I, I, and I think you can have a secular society where, 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 where uh, it, it needs to be a secular left society. And I think, and, and, I, and, and, and yeah, and I, I just don't see, uh, yeah, and you know, somebody who just wants to wear, you know, a headscarf, that's, that's, that's normal. That's completely and, different. And, from and let me tell you that this is a first cross, uh, you know, pr problem, because when you have people, you have to take into consideration again the population. Who are you talking to? Because Canada, one thing, you know, a certain level, you know, salaries, wages, and everything else. And then you come to Romania, like 40% or 30% of the population lives in extreme poverty. We but the irony, though... 30%. And when wearing, you know, a headscarf, you know, I mean, if you go to these people and you probably tell them, look, I have a very nice outfit of a Muslim woman, they would take it because the alternative is to wear, you know... <laughs> almost and destroyed clothing and you know what i mean they don't have enough money to buy clothing so they pretty much accept everything because when you are so destitute and poor these questions are not even relevant to you the relevant question is how do we raise the child allowance so that we don't have children suffering for malnutrition because 40 percent of romania's children live in extreme poverty and this is the first thing, in my opinion, the feminist organizations should be tackling. While I think abortion is very important because we went through that unbelievable trauma. And let me tell you that even Polish feminists today admit the fact, Yuri, that it's not the same in Poland because they have, you know, social media, they can connect, they have, uh, you know, all these pills for chemical contraception, they have uh, all these networks. That was not possible in Romania. It was a giant prison. It was something that I think never happened in recent history, nowhere in the world. And uh, uh, I think it's important, you know, they would have now this march for abortion. But how about the 40% of the children that, that live in, in poverty? How about their mothers? Because they need their mothers, you know? How about addressing these this very pressing issues that are affecting almost half of Romania's population and that, that are, well, you know, only, well, 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 the only Well, the only solution, of course, is radical socialism. And that's, of course, where the whole class struggle comes about. And you, can, and, you, and, you can, and you can unite that. And, and, and you can unites people like that although we have to be careful about how we do it without sounding like insensitive assholes which is where the whole class reductionism and and and, and there are many you know on the left that do have that problem but that being said but that being said before we close this and we go to a very important segment three that i want to do 
I just wanted to, uh, you know, uh, we we won't be able to get into this. I'm looking forward to when when Boylan returns to get into this, but it also sounds to me as if we ha- as if you know Eastern uh, Europe, especially, but I think the entire uh, global left, for that matter, also needs to also needs to move beyond anti-communism leftism. And that does not mean that we minimize whatever horrendous abuse that happened during a Ceausescu or when the Soviets invaded Czechoslovakia or, uh, or you know, some of the other, you know, uh, abuses that took, uh, you know, that took place during, you know, uh, Mao's Great Leap Forward and uh, uh, Cultural Revolution. Cultural Revolution, yes. But that being said... As Boyan always emphasizes, yes, this was a very dark chapter, but it's only one period of time, because and 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 that does not mean that you completely overlook the massive social achievements and civilizational upgrade that did happen in Eastern Europe. Because you know, I and I'm I'm going to oversimplify it, but before the communist period, it was not a feminist paradise. It was not. Uh, you know, a pro-immigrant uh, paradise. It no, wasn't even not the paradise. These are absolute monarchs. These are backward. These are backward societies. These are brutal. You know, classist. Uh, you know, societies with the patriarchy and stuff like that. And yes, uh, it was. It, it wasn't all hunky dory during the communist period, but it wasn't. All, but 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 still. The kind of things that we take for granted uh, in Australia and New Zealand that Americans are still struggling to get, you know, like single payer uh, health care. You know, it was the communist period. Uh, were they very brutal in eradicating what they felt was the reactionary movements that took place? Yes, they were brutal, but that's a revolution. We lionized the French Revolution. We lionized, you know, the fucking founding fathers of the United States. So why, why, so, so, so why, so why does the Eastern European left have to throw, you know, mm-hmm. their? Yes, it's, it's very important to to go back. And I told you, I'm frustrated that this book, "Why Women Had Better Sex Under Socialism," uh, uh, was written by um, by an American. It should have been written by Romanians, by Romanian feminists. Or by maybe by Romanian feminists, but by feminists living in Poland, for instance, that enjoyed reproductive rights, and other countries. This this should be done by by us, you know. I we should not, and we should stop relying on Westerners to tell us what we lived. Exactly. And Before second, we close, it's very important to take back control on the discourse. Before we close this segment to get to segment three, I also just want to say, uh, you know, the barricade is, you know, the, this, you know, this is independent media. I do independent media, although the barricade has a much larger audience, <laughs> much larger, you know, much larger subscribers and so forth. So, an open invitation to comrades in the Middle East, comrades in Africa, comrades in Asia. From the Philippines, Indonesia to even China itself, I you know I would love uh, you know that uh, you, you know you know that uh, me you know you know me as one plus one you know in the barricade that we actually meet with secular leftist movements of 
the Middle East. It could be place, you know, it could be a place like Lebanon. It could be a place like Iran. It could be a place like, you know, uh, Afghanistan and play, you know, and, and, you know, throughout the continents of Africa. I think we, I think Eastern Europe should be linking more with those with however small they are, but those folks struggling to have people power and advance it mm-hmm. while, while recognizing that we cannot have the, you know, the, bra burning the over sexualization the <laughs> and the kind of like ultra liberal left feminism of you know a united states and australia it has to be you know the kind of uh you know society that existed uh, in iraq before the coup of uh, before the coup of saddam hussein before the two brutal wars in iraq the afghanistan that was trying to be built before jimmy carter and reagan uh you know, uh, destroyed that, and uh, you know, and uh, and again, you know, the kind of feminism and the kind of uh, socialism that's going to be built in Eastern Europe is going to be with Eastern European uh, characteristics, and it will settle. And 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 even the queer liberationist left movement, it has to be within the co- it has to be with Eastern European context. It can't be the Canadian model or even the American model. So. That's, and, so and, that's and I have to say, all oh, for the last, I, I mean, I am happy that Catherine Godsey wrote that book. I don't want to sound like, oh, she shouldn't, you know, because I really don't like this tone. Oh, you're a man, you should not discuss feminism. Oh, you're a Westerner, and you should not discuss Eastern Europe. I mean, come on, this is not the idea here to just exclude people. Uh, the idea is that I would have loved that this book would have been written by somebody in Eastern Europe. You know, this is the idea. But it is a good thing that we have it. And uh, I hope that one day we, we would invite Catherine on the show and discuss more about it. So, yeah, I just wanted to and make this. So, uh, so stay tuned, folks, for segment three. But Maria closes off with the with, 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 with important announcements. Yes, you can find us uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash the barricade. You can make a monthly subscription, one-time donation, whatever you feel you can afford it. We are very happy if we enjoy your support. We have a small community of donors to whom we are very thankful. Uh, I can't tell you how happy I am that this kind of work gets around and people send us very encouraging messages. Please ask questions, uh, send us your comments, even though we are not always able to answer because we are a small uh, collective, journalistic collective in Eastern Europe. Uh, I'm always watching the comments and I am so happy to see that some of our viewers provide such uh, insightful uh, um, commentary uh, in uh, related to what we are discussing. So stay healthy, keep fighting, and we'll see you in segment three.